Hi all, I'm Lisa, a youth librarian at the Westerville Public Library, and I'm here to share an honest, thoughtful, and brave book with you today. Lillian Duncan by Donna Gephardt is geared more towards 5th and 6th graders, a little older than I usually recommend, but it's an amazing book. This story follows two 8th graders, Lily and Duncan. Lily is a girl born in a boy's body. Duncan is a boy with bipolar disorder. Both feel alone until one day they meet each other. While they each have their own struggles, they help one another stay strong in difficult times. This book tackles two important topics, what it's like to be transgender and what it's like to have a mental health disorder. Lily and Duncan are brave people who have to deal with very difficult things. Their age doesn't take away from that. Though Lily and Duncan's struggles are different in nature, they both bring up feelings of loneliness and fear. They struggle with their identities, friendships, and their families. These are two very real people who need empathy and kindness. I think this book does a great job of introducing its readers to serious issues in a relatable manner. I'm going to read a little bit to you. As we rush down the stairs, I hear Sarah's bedroom door open behind me. When we reach the bottom, I let Meatball down, then hurry to the front door and fling it open. Dad's bent over, grabbing bags from the trunk of his car. I walk down the path to help. It's so bright and sunny, I have to shield my eyes with my forearm. But I can make out the back of Dad's t-shirt. The King Pines. I laugh out loud, realizing it was probably supposed to read The King Pins for one of the local bowling teams. Dad and his mom, Grandma Ruth, run a t-shirt screen printing business. We've got you covered. And sometimes orders get messed up. Because Dad hates to waste anything, we all end up wearing his mistakes. My favorite was when a group of senior citizens asked Dad to make matching shirts for their upcoming vacation with the words, The Bus Trippers. Dad goofed on the spacing, and the shirts end up as the BU Strippers. He had to redo the whole order. Those shirts got tossed, though, because Dad said there was no way any of us were wearing those rejects. It's funny how one little letter can make such a big difference to the meaning. Grandpa Bob, who started the whole business with Grandma Ruth about a million years ago, used to say, Words have power to change the world. Use them carefully. After two years without him, I still miss him and his wise words. I'm reaching my hand out to help when Dad turns towards me, each of his hands loaded with grocery bags. I hold my breath, hoping Dad understands how much this means to me, hoping that this time will be different, that- Timothy! What the hell are you doing? I deflate like a weak old balloon. Practicing, Dad, I'm practicing. I'm practicing being me. You know the rule, he says, letting out a huge breath. You can't be outside the house dressed like that. Dad shifts the bags in his hands. Where's your mother? I let my arms fall slack to my sides. I wouldn't have the energy to carry in the groceries now, even if I wanted to. And I certainly don't have the energy to answer Dad. He should know Mom's at her yoga studio. It's not my job to remind him of her schedule. Go back in the house, Tim. Dad sounds like the air has leaked out of him. I hate that I caused it. What if one of your classmates sees you? Imagine how they make fun of you when you go to school. Get in. Now. Go. They already make fun of me, Dad. He looks around. Someone's coming. Hurry. I glance along the sidewalk. Someone is coming. A boy, carrying a Dunkin' Donuts bag and grooving to some music only he can hear. 
I love the way he doesn't seem to care how he looks, dance walking outside like that. He could be in a commercial for Dunkin' Donuts. Happy-looking donut-carrying boy. I wish I felt that happy. I wish. Go, Dad says. I should walk back inside. Make it easier for Dad. Make it easier for myself. But I don't. The boy gets closer to our house. He's about my age. Tall, curly, dark hair. Kind of like meatballs fur. Pants too heavy for this summer heat. Dad's face is bright red now. He's breathing hard through his nostrils, like a bull. I wish he'd go inside and leave me alone. But he's standing there, sweat drenched in the pits of his reject t-shirt. Every molecule in my body tells me to move, but I force myself to wait a few more seconds. Dare would be so proud, but she's not here. I look back and see Sarah in the doorway, slender and graceful, with her shoulders back and her red hair, long and loose, meatball his stumpy tail wagging at her feet. I can tell by the look in Sarah's eyes that she's rooting for me, waiting to see what I'll do. To see what Dad will do. Practice, I tell myself. This is practice. And I pull my shoulders back, too. Timothy McRugger, Dad says quietly. If you want to wear that, he juts his chin towards Mom's beautiful dress with disgust. You'll do it inside our house, not out here. He looks at the tall boy with heavy pants, who is much closer now. Do you understand? My heart stampedes. Sarah steps outside, wearing a skirt, tank top, and sandals. No one yells at her to go back inside. No alarm bells clang when she comes out wearing a skirt. No one's worried the neighbors in the perfectly posh Beckford Palms estates will see her. No one's ashamed of her. Now! Dad explodes, straining from the grocery bags he's carrying and from frustration with me. I'm going, I say. It's just... Hurry, Tim! Dad sounds more panicked than angry, so I turn. But then I swivel back because that boy, who I've never seen around here before, is on the sidewalk, passing right in front of our house. I can almost hear my friend Dare screaming inside my head, Say hello to him, idiot! Practice, I tell myself. Say hello, idiot. Practice. Hello, idiot. I lift my arm and wave, entirely aware that I'm wearing my mom's red dress and white sandals. Hello, idiot. From the corner of my eye, I see the vein in Dad's temple pulse. The boy notices me waving. He stops grooving and looks my way, surprised. What does he see? A girl in a boy's body or a boy stuck in a girl's dress? Probably the latter. I expect his features to twist into pure revulsion. My mind shuffles through every way this can go horribly wrong in front of Dad. What was I thinking? But the boy smiles at me, outside in bright daylight, while I'm wearing my mom's dress and sandals. Maybe he thinks I'm a girl. I am a girl. Unfortunately, not everyone understands that yet. Then the boy waves back with a hand holding the Duncan's bag. I officially love that bag. And if I'm not mistaken, he walks with more bounce in his step as he continues on. Could that be because of me? Or is it the music he's listening to? Happy now, Dad asks. His voice sounds defeated. Please move. These bags are breaking my arms. I sashay back up to the path to our house to my sister, who I know saw the whole thing and is smiling too. Don't worry, Sarah whispers into my ear. I'll get the rest of the bags. And then she adds, he's cute, isn't he? And my heart flutters. 
I love my sister. I can't keep the smile from my face, even though I know Dad is sad and mad and disappointed. Because of that Dunkin' Donuts boy, I feel my first practice went really well. Dad drops the grocery bags onto the kitchen counter so hard, I worry the glass jars I hear smacking against the countertop might break. But I don't stick around to find out if they do, not even to check if to see if he remembered Pop-Tarts. Upstairs in my room, lying on my side atop an ugly brown comforter with meatball curled behind my knees, I smooth over the tiny flowers on Mom's dress again and again. The Dunkin' Donuts boy smiled when he saw me. Me, Lily Joe McRuther. Girl. What do you think? Good, huh? Read it. You won't be sorry. You can check out Lily and Duncan with your library card through Westerville's website to pick up at the library or download a copy from Overdrive. Thank you for listening and happy reading.